0: Hi, Leah here. Before we get started, I'd like to issue a bit of a trigger warning. The movie that we're talking about today, Pink Floyd's The Wall, covers a lot of sensitive topics and mature subject matter, including but not limited to sexual assault, suicidal ideation, a lot of violence, and if you feel like this might be a little bit too much for you, that is absolutely okay. You can catch us in our next episode, or you can go back and listen to one of our previous episodes. But until then... If you are sticking around, let's get into the show. Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah.
1: And I'm your host, Denisia.
0: And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. We are now in seventy September. Psychedelic Seventy September. Psychedelic sounds way more fun than the subject we're about to get into. Or the subjects, <laughs> plural. Um, but stick around. We're doing Pink Floyd's The Wall. Uh, do you have any history with this? <laughs>
1: Not specifically with the film. I have seen the animated sequences are familiar to me, which means I probably have seen them before um, at some point in my life. But uh, I don't necessarily have any specific tie with the film. And it's good that I don't. This is very mature subject matter for any age before (laughs) the one I am now, to be very honest. (laughs) Um, but also I think, um, I mean, every, pr- another brick in the wall is a very famous song. So mm-hmm. there's like next to no way I could have missed it. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, that's, that's me.
0: I'm kind of pretty much in the same boat in that obviously I've not seen it until today. I don't know how... <laughs> Any, I don't know. I don't know. Because the thing is, right, I heard about this the first time, like, in a conversation. I was, like, 19. In a conversation with, like, 17-year-olds because I was, like, visiting a friend. And they were, like, talking about the wall. And I had no idea what they were talking about. I was just like, okay, cool. Go off, this. And, like, watching it now, I'm like, they were, at like, 17. And I'm assuming they'd seen it pretty, like, quite a few years, in the way that they were talking, uh, quite a few years prior to this conversation happening. And watching it, I'm like, how are you not (laughs) like traumatized forever? (laughs) Like it is a lot to deal with. But yes, I've also obviously heard um, Another Brick in the Wall. And I've also seen the animated sequences. They seemed familiar to me as well. Where I'm like, Mm -hmm. I guess (laughs) I saw this somewhere. But I also have no idea when and where I would have encountered them. Um, But yeah. Probably on a music station somewhere. Maybe. (laughs) But yeah. Oh boy. Let's get into it. It's only like an hour and a half long, but it also feels like it lasted my entire existence. Um, (laughs) Wow. Let's (laughs) get into it.
1: So, um, the album came out in 1979. Um, the actual movie came out in 1982, but we're counting the album first. So, this is sort of based on factual events in Roger Waters' life, like losing his father, um, at an early age, um, single motherhood, um, again the 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 life of a rock star drugs and alcohol i think he based on sid barrett because i think there was a moment um that sid had where he like shaved off his his like hair and stuff before a show which is a thing that happens to our protagonist pink um yeah in this in this um uh, in this film so i think Bits and pieces have been taken from different people and different events, um, and they've all been placed on pink, which makes this a tragedy to watch um, <laughs> but so we have our character, yeah. so we, we have I'd also like
0: pink. to say it's like fairly uh, conceptual like it's it's very heady of a subject, yes. like all of it is just very, very heady and like. If any of the stuff that we're, we say here just sounds like completely out of nowhere and confusing and like a lot of information, I will point you to uh, the website thewallanalysis <laughs> dot which has incredibly in depth like analysis <laughs> of each song that happens and like the visuals, the music itself, the lyrics, the you know, meaning of all of it together and whatever um, so you could tuck into that one because if we had to like sit here and try and pick it apart uh, in that way well, uh, we'd be here forever but we'd, yeah. we're here for a good time not a long time <laughs> so <let's go.
1: laughs> um, boy so we have Pink and when we start off he's already depressed he's already in a kind of a state um he is in his hotel room the first music that we hear uh isn't them it's uh a recording of the little boy that santa claus forgot from vera lynn um it's just um background opening but Mm -hmm. then we get to pink who is a rock star, and he is sitting. We just see him in his chair initially, but then we see like the hotel room around him is like trashed, and then we cut to a whole. Rig- I don't even know. Like, there's a riot happening. There's a police, and it looks like they're like arresting the fans outside of this concert I don't know what's happening but it's when the tigers broke free part one (laughs) also I will say that the person playing pink is Bob Geldof who I had heard the name of but had never actually seen before in my life until this moment I was like oh that's who that is I've heard him referenced so many times Probably because of this. <laughs> um.
0: Um, but yeah. Um, there was darkness around. When the tigers broke free. I think I'm singing a completely different part from what is actually playing in the moment, but we, it's, we're here for a short time. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> a good time.
1: Oh, that's why I've heard of Bob Geldof apart from starring in this movie he actually organized um the charity group uh band-aid and live aid oh, okay. and right. and koro do they know it's christmas like all of a sudden he's like an activist <laughs> he's like God, raised money for for, for like aids and like ethiopia like anti-poverty and it's like oh okay you go man um go
0: off,
1: and he's still alive good on you uh, oh boy anyway I, I just I wouldn't because he's a rock star I wouldn't have been surprised if he died but you know activism keeps you alive yeah. so going back <laughs> to the movie so he's depressed and um, his fans are us at his concert and when he goes to appear before them it's sort of like a hallucination state uh, where he is Appears like a fascist, and in decree, like he's up on a platform and there's a spotlight and it's following him back and forth. And it's, um, it's in the flesh, but it's in the flesh question mark, which is a prequel to In the Flesh that comes later. Which he has another thing just like this happen later on, we'll get to, but. At this at at the same time of this he is having also a flashback of the time that his father uh was killed now he didn't see his father get killed because he was a baby but he is um revealing to us that during world war world war ii <laughs> um his father was killed on a beach um as men are killed during war times, It's the Battle of Anzio in February 1944 um, in Italy. This is actual reference to, um, like I mentioned earlier, Roger Waters, his actual father, was killed in that battle. Um, so they use that specifically as reference. But they use kind of like the rock concert stampede Uh, to replicate like the soldiers running so it goes like back and forth and then we actually go a bit further back uh, into the aftermath of that battle with the song The Thin Ice. We're not going to go through because this is a 26 song uh, album, we're not going to go through all of the songs that they include in the movie, but um, so it's The Thin Ice and then we go to Pink's Childhood Uh, with his uh, mother. So we can see that Pink is raised by his single mother who She isn't able to be there all the time. Sometimes she just sends him to the park by himself where he then gets to see um, other children playing with their adults, with their father specifically. And he sort of uh, injects himself in with this father who's playing with his child on the playground. And he actually tries to like slip his hand in with the fathers when they're walking off. Um, so he has to get shooed away. He's on the swing by himself. Um, you know, all of that good uh, pain <laughs> for him to uh, be traumatized by later on
0: we got him like at school right like writing his poetry we we're are? not there yet
1: no <laughs> Okay. Cool. no there's there's we're We're almost there but we have a whole animation sequence to deal with before that so <laughs> right so. so um slightly older than that in between uh another brick in the wall part one and when the tigers broke free part two we have um, a slightly older but still young Pink who discovers this scroll from kind old King George and other things uh, from his father's military. It's basically detailing that his um, dad died, uh, that he was a good loyal servant to the crown or whatever. But uh, he finds a bullet he finds some bullets he finds um his father's uh military regalia and he goes with his friends so he has friends he has them but we we kind of see that he's alone by himself more often than not but he goes down to the train tracks with his friends and he places a bullet on the train tracks um no 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 sense of self-preservation because his friends are telling him to come on man (laughs) get out of the way yeah because
0: like the train is like fully just like heading towards and he's just like gingerly like "Mm, taking my time as if time will bend to his will putting the bullet down and whatever the fuck he's doing um but yeah his friends are like my guy do you have a death wish
1: as the, t- as the train uh, zooms by, the bullet um, goes off. It does pop under uh, the, the, um, the train. Uh, I forget what they're called. It's not rails, but, you know, the wheels. Um, and on the train, he sees, like, hands reaching through bars and a bunch of faceless children. And as it passes at the entrance of the tunnel briefly there's like a headmaster that's yelling at him and we cut to him at school where he is idly writing like he's not necessarily doing anything wrong but yeah. a teacher comes and picks up and uh, picks basically
0: up book. yeah and he yeah. reads them off and it's lyrics to some Pink Floyd song don't remember um but y- yeah so he's like reading the lyrics and with each like line everyone's laughing like everyone in class is laughing and he's making fun of um the teachers, making fun of Pink um and oh shit no
1: wait stop I was like, there was a whole animation sequence. I didn't even talk about the animation <laughs> sequence. So I was just like, yeah, there's a whole animation sequence. And then we get to the train tracks. Okay, so... <laughs> during the animation sequence, the whole point of it <laughs> is to show after, the, <laughs> after he finds all this military regalia. Um, it's the, the sequence uh, depicts like all, all of the, the, the death that occurred all of the planes that flew past, like creatures wearing gas masks in the aftermath of a land that is ravaged by war, um, and how it just seems to continue despite the fact that there's all these dead here, best dressed dead, um, essentially, um, that have found no peace, uh, even in death. As their bodies lay there. Anyway, yes, back at school. So, and that's goodbye, Blue Sky. So, back at school. Uh, <laughs> I was like, there's a whole animation sequence. <laughs> and then oh, proceed Lord. to
0: completely ignore it. <laughs> did, 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 did you hear the da da da? da? Did, 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 did you see the falling ones? Or something like that. no, 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 no. Oh my god. Pink Floyd fans, do not come for me.
1: Please. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. But yes, um, he is humiliated in class uh, for writing poetry and we get the sense um, through, through more storytelling that this is a pretty like he he himself the teacher is abusive to the students because his um, home life is poor which is not a good reason because your you marriage
0: know. is not thriving my guy it does not mean you need to be <laughs> attacking children like what the fuck do they do to you
1: like but, yeah. just whipping the shit out of these kids and I'm like that's you can't what is wrong anyway <laughs> um But anyway, so he... And that's the happiest days of our lives. um, But Pink, the young Pink, begins to daydream, which I think might be a reflection of how he seems to escape into fantasy when he is older as well. Um, But his fantasies then... Are more of um, the school system, which seems to impose uh, this regime of removing like, any sense forming. of individual. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's like no individuality. Everyone is uh, essentially faceless or wears the same face, um, mm-hmm. because they're all the same. The children are marching in order, and this is another brick in the wall, part two.
0: Um we don't need no education. Hey, teacher, Um yes. They're all just like walking off in walking off, walking into meat grinders. Fun times, great visuals. We love it. <laughs> um like that wasn't sarcastic. <laughs> the fun times was, the rest of it wasn't.
1: <laughs> well i mean kind of fun times do happen because then he like the fantasy changes to them all like having enough and like rebelling and like tossing the school to pieces and True. you know um,
0: very um what's that song um revolting children yeah
1: <laughs> I knew it before you even got there. I was like, "This is the last scene in Matilda. This yeah. is what's happening right now." We are um, like children.
0: Yeah, that is the vibes.
1: We have that whole sequence, but then that is actually revealed to not have been true. It's just Pink's fantasy, as like he's nursing the strike on his on his hand. There's a lot of interesting visuals that happen during the sequence when he was pink was thinking about his father and he's like in a pool bob geldoff could swim <laughs> but he's in a pool and he's just kind of floating there and the pool like i think the water is meant to be like rushing past but they just like move the camera really quick to make you think like he's falling um and then the water turns red and as something explodes there's like a, a puff in the water Um, and he he just looks like he's drenched in the blood of all of these men that have died Um, yes but it also might symbolize like birth because you know like children are born water rushing anyway I don't know but the whole reason I bring it up is because uh, the next uh, sequence is about young Pink and his um, mother Uh, where he's like reminiscing when he was a child and his mother was like really overprotective of him like she would like hold cuddle him in bed I think I mean he looks young enough but maybe he was like at an age where you don't necessarily need to sleep in your mother's bed Um, but she would like keep a hold on him or like she would call a doctor in maybe when he wasn't terribly terribly ill um, just because, you know, she was concerned about him. And, I mean, if she lost- Like, he lost his father, but she also lost her husband to the war. So, I mean, we have no idea of how happy their relationship was, what their relationship was like. But they had a child, which was expected of him in those times, I guess. Um, yeah. still, though. Um forgot where I was going with that tangent. Uh, Mother is the song that plays at this time. (laughs) The phone uh, triggers uh, him to start thinking of his wife uh, that he had, apparently. Uh, Pink, in his youth, was married, yet they had terrible hair, but they got married. And they, it seemed like Pink was, I don't know about emotionally neglecting, but he didn't seem that interested. Yeah. And in, I don't know if it's just because to be part of the
0: relationship outside of actually being yeah. in a relationship kind of thing.
1: And I think his wife like feels his absence because maybe he's always traveling uh or something so that he kind of just seems
0: like emotionally sort of out out of everything like he seems very yeah like numb um yeah for most of the movie um including i guess in the past uh in this part of his life where he's you know a rock star type but he's also married Mm -hmm. which in movies is never really a good thing i mean i don't know about life but like in movies it's always like he's a rock star and he's married (laughs) girl you got another thing coming
1: (laughs) so he is in the u.s on tour he tries to call her i think but she's just in her feelings and there's protests happening i can't remember specifically what the signs said um I think it was something against war uh as you do so she seems to grow interested in one of these protest leaders and she ends up sleeping with him when Pink tries to call home he actually the guy who's in bed with her picks up um and hearing that it's a collect call uh from America from Mr. Floyd to Mrs. Floyd he hangs up the phone and the phone operator actually reveals to Pink that there's an affair happening because she says that he just hung up, he as in the stranger and there's not supposed to be a he in his house that's not him Mm. so he kind of gathers all the information that he needs from that and he kind of collapses in the booth even as she um, the operator tries to call again, so his we can see that his wife is now like so oh, so God. far from him,
0: yeah,
1: and he he just takes that on as like another trauma, and I'm like, bruh, that one is your fault, like everything else, but that one is partially your fault, like you did that all on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not condoning her cheating. Yeah. But if I'm in a relationship with someone, I would like to talk to them.
0: Right. Like, yeah.
1: actually, sometimes. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, kind of like, don't get in a relationship unless you're willing to be in a relationship. Otherwise, what the fuck is the thing? Yeah. What are we doing here? tiddle
1: Pretty much. Totally. But then we get, like, a um, another animated sequence which shows, like, this huge wall that seems to be spanning all the way across the land being, like, built up gradually. Simplizing and this is, like... is,
0: like, withdrawal from the world even further.
1: Yeah. It's just, like, so each, like, trauma that he goes through just adds a brick to the the wall that he is like making for himself and that's to the song what shall we do now the illustrious pink uh is in his trailer at a concert it seems afterwards there are there's a group of A group of groupies that (laughs) appear they want to try to get into the backstage. This is set during the song Young Lust. So they're all just drinking. They're having a good time. They're actually being very clever. And they're scoping out uh, men who have backstage um, passes and backstage um, IDs. And they take off their shirts in a van for them. They're just like partying and having fun. But they make sure that when they put their shirts back on they have swiped the tags from them. So mm-hmm. they're, they're able to enter. I think they have like one of them uh, did stuff with a guard so that he like overlooked when the rest of them passed by. So there's there's they're being like they're using they're, they're like um, strategic
0: they're... they they came in with a plan they said hey listen this is section A of the plan these are the tasks <laughs> we need to do in order to get to section B of the plan which is getting the band or whatever I, I mean you gotta respect the hustle
1: I, I really do I really do so they managed to get backstage they're having champagne they're living life uh one of the girls I think the main uh woman spots uh pink as he comes out for a moment and she seems to want to get him to sign something but he's not interested so she follows him back into the trailer um but he later takes her to his hotel room and she's just fascinated with everything it's like oh my god this is a great place all of these guitars whatever you know she's idolizing everything Mm -hmm. whereas Pink I don't even know what he brought her for that's what I was gonna say because
0: like he is uninterested (laughs) like he couldn't be less interested if he tried like he is just like ignoring the existence of this woman and I'm like then why did you bring her with you (laughs) Like, sir, at and he's point, trying real hard to like point. get his attention and like trying to be like, hey, let's be sexual and stuff, and like licking his fingers, which was very disturbing. I was like, gross, don't do that. But whatever, <laughs> um, you know. And he's just like there not a, having. There was
1: a time before Corona, Leah. You know, people could lick people's fingers and didn't worry about disease. <laughs> Doesn't make it any less gross. <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't gross. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, um, so oh, then
0: he like retaliates because she's like really trying, and he's just like, he retaliates and fully loses it. It is terrifying. This poor woman. All she wanted was. A little hanky-panky with one of her favorite people, right? And he loses it. He starts smashing everything and, like, throwing things at her. Like, kind of not at her, but at her as well. Because it's always in her direction, even though it's not exactly (laughs) on her. And, like, this poor woman. Trauma. (laughs) Like, oh my god! With, I was just like, this is a lot to deal with. I'm like, girl, get out of there! And she's just like running from corner <laughs> to corner, from wall to wall. And he's just like throwing TVs. Well, he throws a TV last, but he throws like bottles and like he's just destroying, wrecking this hotel room. Wow, the trauma of it all. I was, I was very shook. I was like,
1: so I in hope this scene. woman makes it out alive. <laughs> in the scene where uh, the window <laughs> smashes and he leans out the window, like he cuts his hand and he leans out the window and screams, Bob yep. Geldof actually cut his hand. Oh shit. <laughs> and they just kept it in the movie. It's like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I'm just like, if I cut my hand. we bill cutting. Feel. <laughs> 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 like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's like when it's men keep cutting their hands, it's like when Leo DiCaprio like cut his hand, like he smashed oh, a glass, and, Django and he's like, chain, right? yeah. i was just like, bruh, you gotta like take it down like ten steps. Yeah. Like it's not necessary.
0: Like, whew, <sighs> method acting, quote unquote, in the way that it's that in that way is just it's a marvel to me. I'm like, why are you guys doing this? It's... <laughs> You don't need to. To act, you don't need to do
1: this. But anyway, it's raw.
0: It's real. It's happening. He's bleeding.
1: Yes, he is. So, I almost called him Bob. So, Pink. (laughs) Uh, Pink is... So, that was uh, during one of my turns. And now he starts to, like think about his wife and this is where we get the flower sequence animation uh where there's like a or maybe it was earlier i don't remember but there's a whole sequence with like two flowers but like one of them is open and another one is closed and then the open flower like like it seems like they're interacting intimately but then the one flower that's open just kind of turns and they start to bite at each other and the open flower ends up devouring the other flower and just yeah. I was like okay all right but that's fine I'll move, <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like a venus
0: flytrap type moment and the other flower seems a little bit more innocent in like the situation which because I was watching this alongside reading a synopsis because I don't know who isn't doing that. But, um, I mean, maybe a lot of people, but I needed it. Um, but, like, it's meant to signify, at least in the synopsis, it's meant to signify, like, the wall being built around, like, more of the wall being built around, and it seems really violent. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Whereas, like, in a review that you read to me earlier... <laughs> it's very much sexualized, which I totally get as well. Cause like when I saw it, San's context of the synopsis, which could be wrong. Um, I was like, this is very sexual. This is a lot. <laughs> very, very, uh, female genitalia. Lots happening. right Yeah. Now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's probably like one of the points, but, um, so yeah then we have that's like don't leave me now but then it's it's just like this is a turning point where it's like he starts to flash back to everything that happened in his life that accumulated as part of his trauma even though it might not seem traumatizing to us uh, because of what happened as a consequence of those actions, it itself becomes incorporated in the trauma. So the wall just ends up being built completely. So he is now surrounded on all sides by this room wall he's constructed. And he is alone in there. Um, this is... Uh, Another brick in the wall, part three, uh, that flows into "Goodbye, Cruel World," where he's decided to shut himself off. So it's, li- it's literally just him and a TV in that space, uh, which she ends up like smashing anyway um, because it's it's also him in his hotel room, and it it seems like yeah. he starts when the when the wall is complete he starts to regret it really fast even though he's like shut himself away and is protected from the outside he doesn't i don't think anyone wants to be completely alone because he inside is scratching at the wall like is there anybody out there um because he doesn't leave the hotel room he like arranges all of the things in his possession all of the broken glass all of the little uh, bathroom tablets everything in its place the broken pieces of the guitar have to be exactly where they need to be and the posters and the everything
0: is there anybody out there with like vocalizing of like it's very like eerie kinda and feels it I don't know sonically it sounds like like isolation and I don't know how to explain that but like just listening to it does sound very like kind of like this claustrophobic feeling of being alone in and the walls sort of closing in on you. I don't know how to explain it and I don't know why that is a visual that I'm getting, just listening to it. Uh, but
1: yeah. <laughs> we start to get the theme of worms now. Um, and and his battle with his mind worms. So, again, like I mentioned, it's all of the arranging things. He goes into the bathroom, and I said this at the top, and we're here now where he like is shaving, but then he just has the impulse to get rid of all of the hair. Um, so he shaves off his like chest hair and he shaves off his eyebrows. Um, <laughs> Bob did not want to shave off his head hair, so they left it. It's It's just like fully... He is losing it, um, and he is uh, retreating internally. We can see uh, in nobody home. Yeah, I mean, in that scene
0: too. Like, I was like genuinely like concerned in that this was a suicide attempt. Um, I was because there's no, there is no indication that. It's not like, you know. Like, yeah. Other than the fact that there's still runtime, there's no other indication for me that he is meant to live past this moment. He looks at his lowest, and then there's like the blood because we don't see him shave him. Yeah. And we just see like the blood dropping into the bathtub, and then we see him, and I'm like, oh okay, <laughs> he's still like, <laughs> fine. Don't know if I'd use He's that still word. He's present. still here. <laughs>
1: yeah, he is. He is losing. He's losing himself in a big way, and internally, his younger self is navigating through what is essentially war trenches, um, like the ravages of his mind. And coming upon himself as an adult in a room, basically just like weeping and screaming, sends him running off in terror. Uh, because <laughs> what what are you uh, to a child? So he eventually, after making his way again through more um, dead bodies of of soldiers finds himself at a train station where people are like singing bring the boys home and like waiting for all of these men to return from the war and some of them have and they're hugging and kissing but uh, pink knows that that is never would never be for him that is not the reality that happened for him um Meanwhile, in the real world uh his his manager and and a bunch of um like bodyguards and stuff like uh like uh paramedic paramedics as well come in and first they look at the room and then they start to yell at him, but he is completely out of it he's unresponsive on the chair, he is not really present anymore. He is locked in his head. And yeah, so like a
0: catatonic stare.
1: Yeah. And so one of the paramedics it seems like there's some kind of uh manager contract there as well, a contractor there as well. And so the the manager is trying not to get the contractor to rip up the contract mm-hmm. that he seems to have in his hand. The paramedics inject a uh, pink with something uh potentially I mean I don't think you'd put adrenaline through the arm I feel like that would burn a vein um so but he is injected and pink screams and they carry him off while comfortably numb is going he's he's not there he's not present and yeah we don't actu- actually see what happens to Pink um, during this time because I feel like it's one long hallucination that yeah. happens. Um, so there might just be a performance maybe happening. Um, he might just have gone on stage. But what we see is him in a limo peeling his Skin off to reveal the fascist version of himself from earlier in the, in the film. And his concert is a rally where he comes and he kisses all the babes like a good dictator does. And he goes upon the stage and we get in the flesh, which is his his song to the to the to the people. Which specifically tells them to target different individuals based on their sexuality, ethnicity, or or race. We love it here.
0: It's chaos. Um. then he goes off into like like you said, the uh, like how many queers are here? Go off over there! Let's attack all of these people, and it's just like chaos ensues. Um, yeah, yeah another scene right into... that was like a lot. <laughs> for me, <I> like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> it just because my only immediate memory of another film like that is "Hallelujah, Devil's Carnival." I was just right. like what is it with the what is it with the fascist imagery at, mm-hmm. it, at <laughs> least here it's like outright like stated just like this one looks Jewish this one looks th- thing thing you know yeah. there's like yeah. for this reason whereas in Hollywood at the devil's carnival I'm just like bold choice making <laughs> heaven the fascists yeah. is yeah. all I could say honestly yeah. Um, but yeah, but yes. So because of this rally, his um entourage, his followers, then go out and actually like cause destruction. Uh, which I guess is meant to be like a commentary on like fanaticizing rock stars and like, war- idol worship and like doing things. But I'm sure. just like, oh, anyway so run like hell it
0: was the conversation on stan culture and parasocial relationships before we even knew what that was <laughs>
1: but yeah so that goes into run like hell uh which is them going into the streets and like causing chaos and like i i will warn you there's like a depiction of a of a yeah. rape that happens yeah. Yeah. um I mean alongside um, hate crimes (laughs) so it's just everything in this last section of the movie like if you thought it wasn't bad before it's just like it um, becomes
0: way more blatant and way more like uh, scarily realistic for like some of these parts towards the end because before it's a little bit more heady a little bit more like conceptual and like quote artistic unquote you know what I mean in terms of like Mm -hmm. you can interpret it here it's just blatant they're like no this is the message Uh, Mm -hmm. still so terrifying Uh, (laughs) I was like "Ah!" yes
1: yeah but then like the rally then moves into like a suburban street and Mm -hmm they they start singing Waiting for the Worms and it's like an indication that this isn't really happening fully. Um, it's just like it's still in his, his mind. He's, he's like losing it completely. Um, and then we get uh, a, an animation of marching hammers like hammers were his symbol and They're just... The the hammers are goose-stepping. Which is, again, another uh, effect. But it's just like... And I guess it's, again, like... Because his dad died in a war against fascism. He himself losing himself to these fascist, like, intrusive ideations is just, like him like also like falling. I guess I don't know. I, I watched mean, this yeah, movie guess... twice and it still hurts my brain.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. I, I I think that is a fair sort of uh, interpretation of it. Like he, as his dad like literally lost his life to fascists, he is through this trauma Starting to lose himself as well, um, and the trauma is also then being depicted as having yeah. perpetuated fascism. Essentially, uh, yeah, man, totally terrifying. Go off, keep going on. I don't know.
1: But he he manages to break through the hallucination, and he like screams, "Stop! Stop!" Um, Uh, the next time we see him is the last time that we actually see him in the film. The film isn't over. But he is singing uh, in a bathroom stall. Like he's just hiding and he's like hiding from himself because he, he seems to be singing Um, song lyrics but the lyrics keep echoing out and repeating like it's all getting out of his control Um, even as he whispers for them to stop they just seem to grow worse and worse like he's actually lost himself Um, there was an image of a ragdoll that had appeared in earlier sequences that were being stepped on by his followers. But then we see that doll again in the next animated sequence, which is the trial. Um, and it's pink depicted as a rag doll unable to move, which again reflects him being stuck uh, in his chair for the majority of the sequences that we've seen before. Um, but he's just a rag doll sitting against the wall and he is on trial for showing feelings of an almost nature and the trial is being conducted by... I don't know why the the judge is like body, body parts. Why they're all body parts. So the judge is a pair of buttocks uh, and he's uh, talking with his anus and... He, the lawyer is like a vulture and the schoolmaster is there as a marionette his uh, wife is there as um legs and, and uh, li- li- she had transformed into like this ant cricket creature in an earlier sequence when he was like mm-hmm. terrified and that one reappeared um And his mother also appeared as, like, the flower, but then it morphed into his mother. And each of these people, aside from his mother, are, like, detailing ways in which he, um, ways in which he failed, ways in which he, um, ruined things. Like, if you had talked to me, if I had disciplined you better, um... You know, all of these uh, things where his life could have maybe been turned around, where his mother comes, like, cradles him and is like, let me take you home so I can, like, keep you protected forever. Um, And in between, we get him, like, singing about actually losing his mind.
0: There's like a lot of that going on. Um, know. Yeah. I, I, I liked this, I liked this, uh, animated sequence. It was just like a lot, but like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a fitting sort of closing because it pretty much goes on until the end, um, of yeah. this, this movie.
1: The sentence for Pink is that the wall is torn down which he didn't want to be in the wall (laughs) but when the wall is torn down now and he is sentenced to be exposed before his peers uh, the wall gets smashed and Pink is screaming and we don't know why specifically because we don't see him after this moment the the next image that we get is um, children who appear to be cleaning up bricks and debris and one of them um, picks up a Molotov cocktail that hasn't been used, uh, seems to dislike the smell and then pours it out. A reflecting uh, dis- uh, an attempt at building not destruction because all the kids are gathering bricks and it, they might be bricks adding to their own walls of trauma or they might just be an attempt to restore order to the situation. We don't know. The movie's over. We get outside the <laughs> wall. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, we get the yes. song outside the wall.
0: Something something. He's talking mostly. Um, but yes. That is
1: the end. Wowie. So, that is the end of our movie. Now it is time to get in to the ratings. So, starting with music and choreography. Um, was there choreography? No. Mm -hmm. Not really, apart from, like, coordinated marching. But, for music, I mean, the album is a bit iconic Cut. so i i don't know like how much i can say without like potentially pissing someone off um, <laughs> i liked the music um again i was familiar with uh, another brick in the wall but i do i did really enjoy some of the other songs goodbye blue sky and i, I did not enjoy um <laughs> uh, the, in the, flesh. the yeah in the flesh that one it's not good for me as an individual <laughs> but you know music and choreography for this film a 3.75 well no that, that might be a little low I'll give it a 4 I'll give it a 4 out of 5 poetry books
0: cool uh, yeah definitely iconic even though i didn't really listen to the album in my life <laughs> but <laughs> i will say i did i do after like you know seeing all of this i do see how and why you know after creating this album they would go back and be like let's Make like a complete visual for it. Um, not only for like, you know, putting two and two together for some people, but like just it, just listening to it sounds way bigger than just like an album, if that makes sense. It like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it kind of begged for more uh, in just existing the way that it does. Um, yeah, I like. You know, I did like the music. <laughs> I don't really have too much to say outside of that. Uh, so I will also give it four um, poetry books out of five.
1: Story. <laughs> so the story, when laid out before me by someone else because I could not parse it myself, yeah. it's like coherent. Uh, and i can understand it's 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 basically a man trying and failing to deal with the traumas of his past originating with the death of his father you know so like laid out like that i'm like cool <laughs> the way that it's told is not bad it's difficult to 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 say the least it felt like a fever dream and in a way it still does so I'll say the story gets um a 3.5 hammers uh,
0: yeah it is a lot uh, I've I said a bunch of times <laughs> throughout this it is quite a bit to um digest i think uh it does i personally do also believe that there there is like supplementary research you kind of have to do as a viewer in order to fully understand what is meant to be happening um and not only literally what's meant to be happening but also what it like symbolizes and all of that um which isn't too helpful as a viewer because i don't think that like homework needs to be necessary in order for you to enjoy (laughs) a piece of art um that shouldn't be the case but you know they were doing a lot (laughs) so i i see having to do research but again i i'm a firm believer you don't have to do research in order to enjoy anything anyways given all of that i i'll give it still because it's uh I don't know. It's touching on a lot of subjects. I don't know if they were talking about all of this, you know, at the time that it came out. But I'll give it 3.75. Closer to 3.5 than 3. No. Closer to 3.5 than 4. But 3.75.
1: Okay. Um, And finally... And finally overall enjoyment. Um... Did I... Did I enjoy this? That is the question. I made it through. (laughs) I don't think I really... Like, I understand the exercise that it is trying to to portray. I fully am aware of that. However, it's so... (laughs) so much going on at yep. any given moment also there's like a point where the music just suddenly got super loud and I don't know if that was just my computer or if that's in like the scripted movie because if it is that's bad practice <laughs> to terrify <laughs> your customers I'm just saying um,
0: I mean that ship had sailed <laughs> at that point
1: overall enjoyment i'm like i mean no disrespect to the movie and like the cult following that it has but I'm, i'm gonna give it like a three i i really don't ever yeah want to watch this again like i i do for like some of like the animations and stuff but like the thing on a whole like I can leave out I'll just listen to the songs on the album and not watch the movie (laughs) so yeah that's a three Uh, three televisions I remembered this time
0: (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I wasn't even done watching it when I actually sent you a voice note of me just being like this is all the trigger warnings. Like, this is every single thing that could trigger a person is within this movie. And I wasn't <laughs> even fucking done yet. I wasn't, I had not reached the end. So that goes to show, right? And, like, legitimately for most of I was like, this is so much. Um, it's, you know, interesting, it, you know, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to really sort of articulate this, but I understand it. It is interesting. Um, As art, it is interesting and provocative. However, um, I'm not sure I particularly desire provocative in order to enjoy a thing personally. Uh, And so... Regardless of how provocative, and, you know, all of the all of the effort and and storytelling that went into it, fantastic, love it for you. You know what I mean? If you enjoy it, uh, I, however, found it to be a lot to deal with. And this is coming from someone who's we watched like, you know, the Alleluia movies like earlier this year. We watched we watched quite a lot of dark things this year already. And uh, mm-hmm. even there, I'm like those felt like less um, emotionally and just mentally for me. Uh, still, it's not horrible. I don't hate it. <laughs> I just think <laughs> it was. It's not for me. And I agree. I would much sooner uh, listen to the album than rewatch this. Personally, I mean, it's uh, now I can say I've seen it. You know. Um, in conversation if I ever encounter a conversation with children who are like yeah remember the wall I'd be like I do you shouldn't have seen it but whatever <laughs> um <laughs> so all of that being said I I'll give it I'll give it 3.25 uh out of five TVs now's the time for our obsessions Now's the time for theater news. Hey, listen, as we let you know, and that is our theme song for today. We are doing the obsessions now, which is a section where we talk about things that uh, interest us or that we're obsessed with within musical, musical theater, yada yada. You get the, you get the drift. Uh, do you want to go first or should I?
1: Sure, I'll go first. Cool. So, Centaur World. Watch it. (laughs) If you are a fan of um, nonsense. (laughs) I don't know a better way to put it. Uh, the, The premise, which I don't feel bad for sharing because it's in the first episode so you will have to get past this. But it's there are multiple realities, I'm supposing, but this horse who was meant to pass away um, from being attacked, I guess we didn't see the actual attack, but the horse has Rider, and she and Rider end up getting separated because the horse lands in Centaur World, where she is being acclimatized to the centaurs uh while she tries to find her way home to Ryder, um yeah um but the reason that it's on this podcast (laughs) i was like yes but the reason that is we're talking about it right now is because there's a lot of musical theater people that are on this project for whatever reason. There's just a lot of them. And I initially was drawn to it because uh, Leia... I, th- I don't want to say your name wrong. Leia. Oh, please forgive me. Um, uh, Leia Salonga. Um, called me. And I just... I really enjoy it. I need to finish watching it. at At this current moment, I have watched three out of however many episodes there are and it's a good time it's a it's a fun time at, until they get to the backstories and then it's like oh so this is a fluffy world but there's still pain involved this is my brand i, I can appreciate that <laughs> um, and the songs no but the songs are good though <laughs> the thing is like the initial song that you uh, are met with is kind of iffy but they have some i don't know who does the writing, but their duetting style is really strong for whatever reason. So we have a lot of like pairs that like sing it over against or over each other, and I enjoy that because that is the melody of battle. Anyway, I'm gonna move off of Centaur World. Uh, don't be intimidated by the fact that it's a cartoon, it might be a kids' show, but that doesn't mean it can't have great music in it. Please go and look at it. Thank you. Good night. You.
0: <laughs> Don't go to bed yet. <laughs> i um, <laughs> um, Okay. I have just a couple things that are current. The Diana musical Netflix pro shot has a trailer now. You can go and watch that. Um, very... Uh, I guess like contemporary british if that makes sense like to me that's what it is um that's what it's it sounds like so far anyways um also there's this show called monarch that um beth ditto from gossip i think uh is in or has been cast in it's called um monarch and it's like about A country family that has like this dynasty thing going on kind of like empire like when i read the description Mm -hmm. i was like oh it's empire for country music um and i think that's probably the best i could describe it um given the description that i have uh it's coming out sometime i just know that beth Ditto has just been announced as a um a cast in has been cast in a leading role uh so there's that and finally uh Tokyo Rose will be in Southwark Playhouse um between September 23rd and October 16th this year it is a musical uh sort of about real person I also do not want to butcher a name, uh, but here we go. Um, Aiva Toguri, uh, and she was she was called the Tokyo Rose, which is why it's called Tokyo Rose. Um, basically, she stands trial, accused of being the notorious Tokyo Rose, a Japanese wartime DJ who broadcasts Axis propaganda to the Allied forces in the Pacific. Um but was Iva the villain. She was meant to uh she was made out to be. And it is a winner of the Edinburgh Untapped Award. And it's, you know, new musical happening in London. Go watch it if you are so inclined. And I I suppose that's it. I've listened to a couple musical theater albums uh that I could not tell you what they're about because I listened to them out of context. I did think they were nice. I, not by nice, I mean like there's a lot of like, uh, like dis dis what's the word? <laughs> like crunchy harmonies. There's like a bunch of crunchy harmonies. And, um, yeah. yeah, that's the word. Um, and like I don't know, like interesting melodies. Like, I still enjoyed them, even though I cannot tell you what they're about. You're gonna have to look that up for yourself because I still don't know. Um, <laughs> but I did like the music, so, you know, that is why I'm talking about it. Okay, one of them is called In the Green. It has um, Grace McLean or McLe- M- McLean, right? From Alice by Heart. The other one is Future Demons. Uh, that one's much shorter it's like five songs whereas the other one is like 20 something songs oh also actually I listened to the Sing Street uh, cast recording like the Broadway cast recording and I actually really really liked it and it made me kind of interested in seeing the show because initially when you know I think I mentioned it when it was becoming a show or something like that um, that I was like I don't really know about it because obviously we've seen the movie and I was like I don't know um, how they're going to sort of translate that and how well that's going to go down. Um, but just listening to the cast recording, it's I really enjoyed it. So it is probably a priority if I ever get to Broadway uh, for me to go see it. So, yeah. Those are the things. That is all that I've got. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at podcast. You can follow us on Tumblr at Tommy More More Podcast. Tumblr dot You can email us at tellmemore tell more podcast at gmail.com. We've got a Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash TM podcast. We have playlists for all the songs that we like from the musicals that we cover, so long as those songs exist on Spotify. Um if you go for a TMM, TMM podcast on Spotify and you go to the profile and not the podcast itself, you will find playlists for every year that this podcast has existed. Yeah, thank you for listening. And we have another, I guess, concept album movie coming up next week or next time in our next episode. So look out for that. Other than that yeah that's it if you were overwhelmed with the links we have a over a whole link that has all the links within it so if you go to either our instagram or our twitter which a reminder TMN podcast you will find in our bio the link to all the links and it's handy and it's great um until then though i have been your host leah
1: and i've been your host adicia
0: this has been tell me more tell me more the podcast
1: goodbye Goodbye.